Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. I am Spike Eskin with no Dana Barros music because it's just that somber around here. Along with Mr. Los Angeles, as they call him, uh, he's sitting with Kobe Bryant right now, Mike Logan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Kobe's going to keep quiet this whole time, though. I, he told me he would, so yeah, We're okay. Yeah, well, he's rehabbing, right? That's what yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's getting he ready can't for talk. next year. So... The reason we don't have any music is because I am doing this at my abode. I'm doing this at my home. I went out and bought a Mike Levin mic, but that is the same reason that you do not hear the music because I can't figure it out, and I already have enough to figure out with this stupid house, so I'm not trying to figure out the music. You'll have the music next time if you don't like the podcast because you don't hear the four-second clip of Dana Barros music. I certainly respect that, but... I feel like that's probably the minority of the group. So I'm I'm pretty sad. I, f- I feel really thrown off by the whole thing. <laughs> so I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to decide. So obviously the plans for this podcast have changed. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uh, the topic. I mean, I had a whole thing written out on um, what was it uh, Friday about what we were going to talk about, and uh, and that has changed because. I'm trying to think what I'm trying to think of the timeline from last night when I like when I had my uh, total nervous breakdown and when I found out about Joel Embiid. They weren't like they were a little. They had to be a little bit linked. No, no. I I had the nervous breakdown. I think I had the nervous breakdown probably around eight thirty, and I huddled up in a corner of my basement. Mm-hmm. And shook until I went to sleep, uh, and then I woke up around um, twelve thirty a.m. And before I went to bed in my bed, uh, hoping that my wife hadn't left me at that point, <laughs> I looked in my what's it called? I looked on my phone and I saw the Joel Embiid stuff, and it just made things better. And then I went to sleep and woke up, and then here we are. So did did it almost like? sort of like shake you back to reality a little bit like a little bit of Eminem like snap back to reality oh there goes gravity like that kind of thing no 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 didn't, didn't do it okay so it didn't like wake you up okay no, so bad news no. I've had a week so I was off this this week from work because we closed on our house on Monday and we had like you know painters and cable delivery guy or cable installation guys and furniture guys and um, all that kind of crap this week so um I haven't shaved since Monday. Um, I think I want to see that. I want to see that. I've been wearing the same clothes since what's today? Sunday. I, th- I think since Friday. And uh, I'm in. I'm in just bad shape, bro. I'll, I'll tell you this: the house ownership thing is. I gotta tell you, it's putting Joel Embiid's setback in a lot of perspective. <laughs> Because Joel, Joel Embiid's setback is not going to matter to me when I don't have any money left. Like like the two things. Like one is going to take precedent okay. over the other one. So, you know, let's talk about the Joel Embiid thing. And then maybe if we have some time at the end of it, we can talk about the other Sixers stuff. And uh, I, don't, I don't have to tell you, bro. I, I paid $150 this week for a guy to cut off a branch on a tree. Oh um, yeah, because it, it was too high. How was I going to cut it off the tree? You know, you, Jump, and, jumping. And basically, whatever the guy tells you, is how much it costs is how much it costs. You know, like what am I going to do? Sure. 
And then yesterday, walking up to my house, two of the stones on my walkway just came out of like their cement little spot. So, like, I don't know how to fix that. Mm-hmm. And then last night, I went up to the cellar to look, not the cellar, the attic to look for something. And the area underneath my air conditioner condenser was all wet, like, which is wood. You don't want that to be wet, or else all of a sudden, you know, you got drips through your ceiling and. And I looked in the internet, and it was like the drip pan, and I can't find the drip pan. And yeah, good luck finding a fucking. Uh, I'm not allowed to curse anymore. This guy very nicely emailed me, and he was like, "Could you not say the f word so much? I like to listen to the podcast in the car. The kids are there. You're saying it a lot." And I said. That's fair. I do say it a lot. I'll say it. <laughs> so I'm sorry to that guy. But if there's ever been a podcast where we should say it, it's this one. Well, I told him if the Sixers take Jalil Okafor and don't trade him, I'm reserving the right to use the F word. And he was all right with that. <laughs> so I would good. imagine he'd be all right with this. And then, So I'm sorry uh, to that listener. And then final thing, and then we'll start talking about Joel Embiid. Like, good luck getting an HVAC guy. <laughs> on a 95 degree day on you know what i mean like good luck good luck sure and then and then you got to figure out well is this something that the guy that sold me the house i he was very nice and i think he's an honest gentleman like is that something that like he screwed up because it's a new air conditioner so should i be telling him like hey you screwed up or should i be paying someone else i don't know mike i'm scared of running out of money i just want to move back into my old house where i was oh, renting no. yeah yeah well, you're a homeowner. Yeah, it's got it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I think I think that's how it goes. Yeah, everyone says you know you say this to them and they're like ah well welcome to being a homeowner like you know there'll be something that goes wrong every week for the next three months and you'll have to fix it and everything will be all right. But you know what? Um, I, I don't believe them. I think it's gonna, <laughs> I think it's gonna go wrong until I don't have any more money, and and then I'll be uh this podcast will be. Like a subscription fee of seventy or eighty bucks, <laughs> yeah, a month. In it. but but along with it, you'll get trees cut down with the podcast. That'll be a treat. <laughs> Someone's my so, trees. You'll get yeah, yeah, yeah. My trees cut down for the podcast. So yeah. all right, you can join this podcast and cut down one of Spike Eskin's trees. Yeah, if anyone if anyone wants to do any of these things, you know, I think I found a guy to fix the stone in my walkway. <laughs> Oh my God, Mike. And then my poor wife, you know, like as I'm just, you know, I'm pretty even tempered most of the time. Um, sure, sure. I'm yeah. just losing my, my mind and, yeah. you know, I don't think she loves me anymore. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't love Great. me. Great. I wouldn't love Great. me. So do, do you want to talk about Joel Embiid? What time did this uh, break last night? Do you remember where you were or what time it was? I don't know. My, my phone just started blowing up with emails. I was on a... I was on a double date. Oh. Was, uh, Who were the two was, lucky girls? Uh, yeah, that's how that's how it went. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um. Yeah, dude. It's uh, you know, I started getting emails about it and trying to like temper my my hot takes and temper other people's hot takes. Um. They okay. We should like set it up a little bit. You're better at this than I am, so set it up. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. So Woj says that it's it's all the language is all. Let's let's put it this way. Here's what I'll say about the Woj report and about the Hinky report. And then why don't we go through all the different like things that you can feel and different. I guess. Um, yeah, I'm better at the feelings. You're, you're better at the specifics. The theories. Yeah. Okay. So it is 
specifically vague, I think, is the way that I read it. Because it it very specifically both and I get the sense that Woj, by the way, does not like the Sixers in in how he writes about them in general because I think they don't feed him information. It's and, the Sixers and, Le- and then LeBron. Those are the uh, Yeah, yeah. And those I, are the two ones. I feel like he's sort of fifty fifty on LeBron now. He's either very he praises him a lot or he crushes him, but and there's no in between. But yeah, he I, I don't get the sense and I'm not saying that he wrote this because he doesn't like them. But what I'm saying is is that if if he very specifically wrote that there is like no pain and nothing else broke. It's just that the recovery wasn't where they'd hoped it be, where they hoped it would be at this point. And I yeah. feel like if Woj had the the ammunition to really crush them mm-hmm. and make it look bad, then he would have done it. So what what that leads me to believe is that the information he received is either very vague or very specific one of the two because he doesn't have the ammunition to crush him so it either means he doesn't have it or he was given specific specific information that this is not like another injury and nothing else broke and then mm-hmm. the statement from Hinky and the Sixers seemed to echo that sentiment i guess the only thing that makes so the only thing that made me nervous about it was that they were trying to figure out how to proceed. And to me, like what would have made me feel better is if how they figured out to proceed was like, we're going to let him rest it more. Don't count on summer league. Like, I think that would have made me feel better other than like the, well, how else would you, you know, make this better besides resting it? Oh no, you're going to go in and operate. Oh no, he's going to miss another year. Oh no, this is all over. So yeah, those are the specifics as I know them. So, your turn. It was it, it was the the what makes people uneasy about it is how quickly the Woj statement from we went from Woj statement to the Sixers releasing a statement. It right. was like a few minutes, right? Yeah, I don't know. I was I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see through the tears. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, but that, but that scares people, I think, cause they're like, the Sixers don't, it's the idea. I think, uh, Gonzo wrote about it today about how they broke protocol. Right. And like said something first. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I like, I like all the theories we're about to say. Yeah. Yeah. Better than the, the reality of probably what it is. Yeah. Well, okay. So them not saying um it seemed like everything's going fine they look at the tests and oh shit it's not where it's not at the point we want to be at right it's not quite there there's nothing mentioned about pain there's nothing mentioned about like he did this other thing and now it's worse like bowling or dancing. Like bowl, like bowl, like like bowling, for example. For example, just pick, just, yeah. yeah, just ra- a random example, like bowling. <laughs> like that, you never, yeah, pick, pick that out of thin air. Um, he, there's no, there's no mention of that. So I think it's that's encouraging, or at least not discouraging. It's hard, it's hard to get excited about something that's not said, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I think you can as as much as we're going to read into this, I think that that that's one of the things you can read into. Um, so I think they're just like, Hey, we're going to take it slow. We're going to take our time with it. This is, as we've been saying since before he was drafted, 
one of those injuries where if you don't give it all of the rest in the world, then it could come back. That's that seems to yeah. be. I, mean, I I don't know shit about it, but that seems to be the, the thing where it's like it's, it's not been, it's not going to linger. It's not doesn't hurt that much. It's not going to linger that much as long as you give it the right amount of time to heal. Well, especially because the the sense I got was that it feels better quick more quicker yeah. than it's actually fully healed right you know, exactly like, you're exactly. gonna feel like you can do anything but the trick is is that even if you feel like you can do anything that means you can't that doesn't mean that you can and still take it easy there and look and to their credit to the sixers credit they have stayed the course of we'd rather do this right than do this yeah. fast and always so with with everything and everybody they've yeah. never rushed anything and and there has been no reason to. They're the Sixers. Like, yeah. there's no rush. Um, I just had a sudden pang of this. My audio won't be heard in this podcast, and it'll just be half half the. It'll just be the Spike podcast. No, no. I can tell you, I'm looking at the audio. My only I, concern is not the is not that you will be heard. Is the quality of the audio, but you'll be fine. Okay, it's, I was just, listen. If it's just a Spike podcast, people would listen to that. Yeah, just just and a, they, a couple of moments of silence I'll, during while you're waiting for me to finish talking. Well, yeah, you know what would be funny would be just to release it and tell people to guess what you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can fill in the blanks. They, they've known they've known me long enough. Yeah, go download Audacity. Use your, you know what? You it'll be like Mad yeah. Libs. Yeah. You, well, audio. You send us the podcast. Yeah. Well, you do your own podcast with Spike Eskin and imagine, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can get, fill the role of the idiot yeah. across the country. Here's here's what uh here's what I'm gonna say. Now you figure out what you would say. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. So, um, but okay. yeah, that's that's the issue. Is that is that um, we can look at this and be like, okay, let's let's take the most measured approach to it in the world. The Sixers talk to Woj and we're like, hey, this thing's happening. We'll let you maybe like we'll give him a thing, like throw him a bone. I don't know, or maybe he just found out and the Sixers had this statement ready to go and then released it late on a Saturday night. Like that's very spike asking um to notice that kind of thing that's yeah. very you like when people release information you are usually the guy that's like on top of that kind of thing well that's How a do, thing i mean yeah. yeah that's an actual thing now whether that is what's going on here i don't know but but when people release information that actually the the time to release something if you want it buried is friday evening usually because the weekend yeah. kills it so yeah it feels um, like saturday's even like it's a joke. Yeah. They may as well release yeah. it at three AM and like encrypted it through Croatia. Yeah, yes. So here are the so the the different theories are Woj found this out and the Sixers were just ready for when he would release it to release their statement. Um, Woj found this out, reached out to the Sixers for statement. They asked him to hang on a sec, which I I don't believe actually would I don't, I don't believe that for a second, yeah. And then there's the other thing, the other, you know, um, let me throw this as the, the, <laughs> the Mr. Process mega conspiracy theory guy. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the Mr. Process mega conspiracy calls it out pretty good. Yeah, that, that, okay, clearly, as you see with every Chad Ford tweet and that the, the NBA draft propaganda, who likes who, help me out, um, machine is in full effect. And 
it would seem as if the Sixers in the past had not played this game. And part of playing this game, even if you watch Woj normally, or if you have, if you read that um, super longish, like Woj takedown thing for a while, is that like how this works is you get favors by giving um, these guys things. And if they get information from you first, then they are more willing to sort of play the game on your side more often, you know, if you need a favor. So my my cons- mega conspiracy process theory guy thing is that this is not that big a deal, and uh-huh. they fed it to Woj so he would have something, and they were prepared for it to come out, and that's why they had their thing. And they fed it to him because he needs something of real value from them if you are going to start to repair this or even create this relationship. And and like the one thing that uh, Hinky said to us at one point was that like none of the information in the press ever comes from him. You know, like it always comes from agents and blah, 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 blah. Right. But right. I know that there are other general managers that play this game. And maybe and again, this is this is our dream scenario. Maybe Hinky is just learning to play this game and is now realizing that he has to play this game for a little bit. So you think so that I mean I, I guess more than using Woj to me, it's just a it's just a total misdirect of like he's not that hurt or they've known about this for months and are only releasing this now to make it seem like, well, we're not as sure as he's gonna if he's the guy, we could be looking at those two big men. Um Yeah. I don't know. I, it's it's a lot to like process, and and I, I mean I hate to even use the word process in a different context. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, that's a fun theory. It's a really it's really fun to think about. Just Hinky being like, all right, Joel, come here. Yeah. We're gonna tell we're gonna tell everybody that it hurts a little bit more. You keep it on the low, like that kind of thing. It's like it's a, it's a very dark film noir thing for Hinky to do, and I like it. Um, I would say, you know, to throw a percentage at it, I think it's maybe like, that could be a 10%. I believe that 10% uh, possibility. Hmm. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm, my whole thing, maybe I'm just like, uh, I've, I've turned optimist since, since, uh, although I shouldn't cause you know, Bynum wasn't that long ago and I was still being optimistic guy during that whole thing. Yeah, well, and, um, well, wait a minute, and and just to throw out there, as I'm sure has been mentioned many times, the last time Joel Embiid had a setback, the setback lasted 48 hours, and then he was practicing more within the week, you know, like yeah, the, during the season. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. They re, and they they released didn't they, they released a statement about that too? You know, like this whole thing, like this whole this whole thing, this whole. Um, I'm going to use process in the uh, in another this, <laughs> this this process of Joel Embiid setback media report everybody freak out nobody wants Joel Embiid anymore he's never going to play what the hell is going on so on and so forth this this whole thing happened already um, with in specific language and and all of this stuff and actually that involved discomfort I think or, or that involved some sort of pain so I don't I, you know this could be fine I think. So that's that's all I'm saying. Is the last time this, this happened? It wasn't this, a big deal. this could be fine. I think is the uh, is the <laughs> is the right Sergey Sanchez official stance on on Joel's injury. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I, what I'll say, I, I'll just reiterate. Like, I think this, the fact that there's no pain and he didn't do anything to injure it is good. And this is just one of those things where, like, hey, we thought he'd be further along. He's not. We're taking it easy. Maybe no summer league. That kind of thing. Yeah, and, and look, if you're coming here for, like, is – I'm not going to play the game. The you've come to the wrong podcast. If you're, yeah, if this you're, is not the podcast you're looking for. Well, yeah. If if you're looking for the podcast where everybody starts saying that taking Joel Embiid was a mistake and this is a reflection on on the decision and look, his performance in general is a reflection on the decision. You know, like everything everything that happens with him is a reflection on the decision to draft him. But I still go back and look at it, and I still wouldn't have taken anybody else, even if he. I, we all knew that there was a possibility that the guy would would have injuries his entire career. We we all knew that. This is not a surprise, you know. And yeah, and, I think I think people forgot it. Honestly, yeah. I think the, the the temperature of the of the situation was people were like, "Hey, Joel's gonna be back next year, and it's great. And if he's healthy like this, it's like, wait a second, like this injury could be a big deal." And I think people keep wanting to just forget about it because there's no. You know, there's there's nothing you can look at to be like, well, he's doing better, or well, like this is he's healing. Well, Aside from yeah. just like clips of him playing and being like, well, he's not in pl- he's not in pain, like he's he looks to be okay. And so it's just one of those things where like because we don't know, it's one of those things where we're just like, oh, I guess we we don't we aren't able to comment on it, and we sort of try to forget it exists as a possibility that he'll just be injured for a while. Well, does it? Can I say the, the other thing that struck me as as strange about the Woj report, I'm going to get you onto my side um, on this whole thing, on this whole <laughs> conspiracy theory thing. Great. Is, is that well, I think it was in the Woj report remarked that his workouts, like he had been dominant in his recent workouts, and he he looks amazing in his recent workouts. I think that was in the Woj report. Um, let me see. I like it. We're now calling it the Woj report, like it's some like. <laughs> I really like this. I really like it. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me find it because I don't know. It was like another thing, you know, rigorous workouts. Yeah, he said. Yeah, and and he looked like. Didn't it say like he looked like yeah. his dominant I witnessed, self? I witnessed accounts of Embiid's workouts in recent weeks in Southern California, which is where I live. So I should. I I'm one of the eyewitness accounts. I think. Uh, described dominant explosive performances offering a glimpse into the kind of potential that could have had Embiid selected first overall in the 2014 draft. Okay. He had been the dominant player in the pre-draft process after playing one season at Kansas. Two to, two dominants. That's the yeah. last thing he said. So, so it, you know, if we assume that Woj still hates the Sixers mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and throws in his snide anti-LeBron-esque uh, spin on all the all of his articles. Yeah. Then I agree that 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 paragraph is um, suspect. Right. A little. Yeah. It seems like it seems a little Sixers fed. Yeah. It seems doesn't it seem it seems a little propaganda. It seems like something we would write. <laughs> um. Yeah, it seems like the Sixers are like, okay, we'll give you this thing, but you got to say that he's been looking great. Yeah, that doesn't mean that it's not true. No, no, but it, but it provides context as to how troublesome it could be. Look, it might be awful. 
Like, it, like I'm not, I'm not, you know, this whole thing. It might, it might be awful. Yeah. But, uh, but it's, but it could be okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where we're landing. It might yeah. be awful, but it could be okay. Or it could be a full smoke screen, which yes. I think, I think is the dream. Well, but they, I think, even, I think that's like, that's like Sixers porn. I think that's yes. like the fact that like this, like Hinky's starting to play the game and like releasing things about like phantom injuries and phantom setbacks. Meanwhile, Joel Embiid is like currently the best player alive and, and, uh, in some like dark room somewhere, Joel Embiid is just playing basketball at a level no one's ever seen. <laughs> and I think he's saying he's set back and then come summer league, like, uh, Joel Embiid comes out in like a mustache and we're like, who is that? And like that's well. Let me just say though, in in my smokescreen version, this is a real thing. Even in my smokescreen version, this news is real news. But uh-huh. it it provides in the smokescreen version the context of it is it's not that big a deal. But we'll make it sound like it's it's a thing. You know, like we're not if because I think if they were super worried about it, there's no way they would have fed it to anybody. You know, if they were super worried about it, they would have either A, kept it quiet, or B, released their own statement without... And that's, I, that's I guess, the other thing, is that if it is serious, and maybe Woj just found out, and then they, they put out a quote right away. Because everybody's um, like, like... like Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. I got, a, I got a thing. And here's... This is, this is boosting the conspiracy theory right now pretty quick. I did some investigating as you were talking. Adrian... Woj, the mo- his most recent follow, the per- the person he last follow, yeah, is the Sixers Twitter account. That is the last person he's followed. He only follows three hundred and sixty four people. Yeah, so, so it's not like he's following everybody. Well, and the very last person that he followed is at Sixers. So if that doesn't indicate some sort of Nexus connection between them. I, I, I think there's some. I think there's some. There's some massaging going on there. So but, everything's fine. Everything's actually that's better my, that's than my a... Twitter. That's my Twitter investigation. I think. I think. I, I think I've con- concluded my investigation. If I knew when when they when he started following them, I would imagine it's sometime within the last day. But um, that is intriguing to me. So everything's fine. Everything's better than it was before. I think I think Woj is a member of the Sixers organization yeah. at this point. <laughs> That's what I think. Mike Preston has been replaced with Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Woj, Woj would do a much better job, I think. <laughs> no. No, but he probably wouldn't feed it. We wouldn't get Brett Brown interviews if Woj was was the PR guy. He would just keep them all for himself. He'd keep both jobs. Yeah, he'd keep all the jobs. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. So, what else? What, what else can we talk about Embiid? I mean, does okay. So, say he's injured. Yeah. The answer is no. But say he's injured. Does this impact who the Sixers would and would not take? Now no. say no. No, there probably not. Because yeah. they they would have taken. They either like Okafor or they don't. Right. Either. Well. <sighs> or Porzingis. But I don't think it affects the Porzingis thing, right? Does it? I don't think it affects anything, really. Yeah. I think if they if they loved Okafor, then they would have taken him anyway, and then they would have figured something out, or they would have traded one of them, or whatever. Um, they had, someone's going to be like, well, then they have to start building something eventually, and it's like, yeah, when they have the the players that they want that are playing that are healthy, they'll what if, it'll happen. What if this is what Dick Girardi knew the whole time? This is the, this is it. You think? I don't know. What if it is? And boy, do I feel like an idiot. 
What, what did he say again? That they had no interest in winning and something would come out in the future that would make it all more clear. Remember, it was in the email on Crossing right. Broad or whatever. Yeah. So maybe this is the whole thing. I, th- I don't think so. I think that's one of those things where, like, you say something, like, hey, just wait and see. And then, like, eventually something will come out and he'll be like, yep, that's, uh, that's what I meant. That's definitely what I meant. Like that, just something eventually is going to come out that'll like could prove some somebody knew something, but it'll just be like whatever. Do you know what I mean? Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to impact who they draft. I don't think it would have anyway. Um, you know, maybe uh, no. I was going to say maybe Collie Stein more, but that doesn't still. I don't think so because no. Noel. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, Draft Express has the Sixers going. Porzingis at three. Which I think would be just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun for A, the hysteria, and B, he's fucking Kristaps Porzingis, dude. He's the biggest pimp in the draft. Everybody knows that. He has become that guy in the last 72 yeah. hours, it seems like. The the Lakers are interested in him at two. It's not going to happen. I, I really, really think it's going to go. I think Minnesota will go Okafor. I think the Lakers will go D'Angelo or Moutier, and the Sixers will will get Carl Towns. I don't believe that for a second. I I am not letting myself not believe that. Oh, okay. I'll tell, that, I'll tell you that much. I believe Towns is going first, and Okafor is going second, and Russell's going third. This is I I don't I actually don't have I, I and I believe this Porzingis stuff. I think Porzingis goes like sixth. Or something, or like I don't think there's any way anybody's taking a guy named Chris Stapps Porzingis for the top three or four picks. Nah, it's the name thing. It's the, <laughs> the xenophobia name thing. And he looks like a he looks no not xenophobia because I like some foreign names. I, it's not all. It's just this name and this, and he looks too much like Sean Bradley. He doesn't look like Sean Bradley. Get out. <laughs> he does. Get out of here. Just call him Ray Booth. He's Ray Booth. Yo, these these workout videos are. Are hilarious. All they are are dunks and threes. That's all yeah, the workout videos are. That's today's NBA. Yeah, need? I guess I guess that's a decent point. Okay. I gotta I gotta start going to these LA workouts, man. Like, why am I not? Someone's gotta invite me and just be like, all right, swing by, and yeah. I can. I would just have a great time. Yeah, I was I was about to. I was wondering when you said I gotta go to the workouts. I thought to myself, I was like, wait a minute, are they public? No, they're not public. What do you mean? No, but like I'm you know vaguely important, aren't I? Can I be? Can well, I, I like guess. pretend like I'm important? I could get I could flash some credentials. Do regular reporters go to the workouts? Yeah. Uh yeah, I think so. I think like, you know, like Mark Stein and shit. Well, I meant more regular than Mark Stein. Oh. Is he not regular? Well, I mean, he's national important sure, guy, sure, 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 you sure, know. Sure. Uh hmm. I I don't think the Sixers are taking Russell. Russell just feels like too down the middle for yeah. the Sixers. I think it that's feels... why they're taking him. Why? Because the, it's the double fake out. They've outsmarted us now. Like now we expect something different, and they're just going to sit tight and take the guy that everyone thinks they're going to take at yeah. three. Yep. And the play and the and by then Joel Embiid will be doing three sixty dunks and warm ups, <laughs> and the the city will go will go apeshit. And uh, Joel, Adam Adam Silver will go up to announce the pick, and Joel Embiid will run out from the sidelines and hit him with a steel chair. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then yell D'Angelo Russell, and then do the DX suck it motion, and then run off. Yeah, and then it's then we're done. 
and we're done, and that's it. We won't yeah. even make any more draft picks that night. It'll just be that'll be it. Yeah, yeah. We so they will forfeit their second rounders just for the opportunity to hit Adam Silver with a steel chair. Yeah, and celebrate and celebrate. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a. There'll be a. Uh, if they take if if Embiid is fine by then, and then take Russell, there will be a parade down Broad Street. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, not for a championship, but just for for those that that sequence of events. Yeah, that's a good sequence. I think. What do you, what do you, oh, the, the, the Porzingis hype, what do you make of that? That seems, um, sort I've of always curious, been, right? I've always been in on Porzingis. I was in on Porzingis since last year. No, but I, I tweeted, I tweeted Porzingis was supposed to go out, come out last year and then decided at the last minute to not, to not go out. And I tweeted that, that Hinky was going to take Porzingis in 2015. And I started the hashtag, hashtag Porzingis in 15. I knew it's, it, I've been angling for it for, 361 calendar days. Well, but I, I I mean less less the hype from you and more the hype from. Is there any other else. hype than the hype from me? Yeah, I, 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 I guess you're the. Only I can't one. imagine. <laughs> uh, there hasn't I been think, much I other think, draft hype. Things, Yeah, it's one of those things where you know he just came over to the states. This was his first workout in America, um, and uh, like we always talk about the shifting board. Somebody's going to go up. Somebody's going to get excited. Somebody's going to go down. People aren't going to talk about this person. It's just going to be like, well, people get bored with it. It's like, um, you know, it's like in a. I'm going to make an esoteric reference. It's like in a movie script or a TV show when you write, you write, you write the script, and then you workshop it a million times, and you work with the actors a million times, and the network sees it, and the studio sees it, and you're like watching the same jokes again and again and again. And eventually you get to the point where you're like, hey, this joke doesn't feel as funny as it used to. And it's like, well, it's because you've told the joke 430 times. Everybody's seen it and knows it. It's a good joke. But people get bored with it and they're like, okay, well, you know, let's come up with something better. And so that's Kristaps Porzingis. It's like people have been looking at Okafor and Russell and Moody and whoever for so long that it's like, maybe these guys aren't as good. I'm just kind of like over it. I feel like I've seen these same clips. And it's like, well, yeah, because you've been looking at the same clips. Here's some new clips. Well, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're able to put it in perspective—a perspective that everyone can understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let, me, let me let me let me break it down for the for the masses. Yeah, good. Yeah. You're glad now. Everyone's shaking their head. They're like, "Oh, yeah, well, I get it." Now. I see this. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That's good. So another thing that happened that I had on the top of my well, first of all, hmm, yeah, let's finish up the Sixer stuff and then we can go to the NBA final stuff a little quicker, oh, or I right after the that. Finals even still happening. Yeah, tonight. Is that just the Sixers thing? No. Well, the uh, the rumors started to circulate. This was another thing that went public that I was sort of surprised became public was that the Sixers were attempting to bring Dario over for next season. That they God, had... have we not we not talked about that yet? No, no, because we were supposed to talk on Friday and we didn't oh, talk right. about it. Yeah. Do you, and do you think do you think those things these things are now related the MB Dario thing? No, uh, but I do think that. Ooh, could they have been knowing that bad news was coming, so they're trying to float good news? Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Hmm. Hmm. How very House of Cards of you, this whole thing. It is, it is very House of Cards. Somebody's going to get pushed in front of a train. Yeah, and it's not going to be me, buddy. It's. I think it might be you. I think you I think you might throw yourself in front of the train if the house stuff keeps happening. Yeah, I'll be too busy sitting in the corner crying. <laughs> yeah, that's really tough to get up. Are we going to be anywhere near a train? Who yeah, I think, I think I think uh, I think Dario coming over this year would be a lot of fun. I would like it a lot. Um, uh, I want the you know the concern is that I 
tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe the way the having um, the rights to somebody works, say Ricky Sanchez, um, the rookie contract still is in effect after before three years. And after three years uh, overseas, then the player can come back and re- renegotiate their contract the way uh, Nikola Mirotic did with the Bulls, um, rather than be on a rookie, rookie salary like, say, you know, Jan Vesely, for example. Right, right, right. So, so I think, you know, if if uh, if Dario doesn't come over this year, uh, the, the the assumption was that he'd come over next year. But if he waits one more year, then that means he can, um, after next season, he can renegotiate his contract. So he gets to be waiting two more years to, right, to right, renegotiate right. his contract. But so the Sixers are like, we're going to have to pay a lot of money. Then, if we can just pay the buyout now. We can get this guy in the. It might just be, you know, it might be worth it, money wise, to try to get all to, to spend the money now, so they won't have to spend it in the future, and 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 uh, you know, the money they're spending wouldn't go against the cap. The money that they would spend in the future would go against the cap. So this is like, let's keep Dario on his rookie deal for as long as possible, or or a rookie deal at all. Is that true? I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm right, but. Well, but but they can't pay his entire buyout, right? I mean, like there's there's a certain amount that they can pay, and then yeah. it has to eat into what they pay him. So it will co- it will certainly cost him money the first year. Yeah. If they if they're not doing anything wrong, you know what I mean? Certainly. But if you if he wants to come over, did they win? By the way, did they did his team win? Um. I don't sure. know. I don't. I feel like Max Rappaport is the only one watching that game, and he tweeted. Seamus yeah, Shame, Clancy is definitely watching those games. He oh, is, is he? All, oh, okay. he's all, he 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 tweets me like when Dario like makes a layup. Well, he's like, see, a lot, it's a lot of see. I see Max doing the what's it called the yeah. um per thirty six. Yeah. Well, well, and he does like the like. I feel like he does play by play. Like while he's while while the game's going on, like he's saying what's happening. So that's that's the only way I know what's going on. It does. It feels like that season. Maybe the NBA season is just as long, but it feels like that season goes forever. Like, yeah. It feels like Dario Saric has been playing for this. Like it feels like they're always in the championship, and I don't know. I, I have no idea what's going on with that. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Um. What were we just talking about? So Dario. I mean. If he came over this year, it would be great. It would be a. It would be fun. I don't think you know. Derek, Derek already tweeted the uh, the very ominous. Even if Joel Embiid doesn't play a game, it's still the right pick, which is a dangerous road to go down. Because I've gone down the road headfirst in 2012 with Andrew Bynum, and um, God, it's scary. It's a scary thing to think about. If that if that's the same thing, I would be so sad if it, if if it really if it's really that dark if that's the if that's the world that we're living in and it's and it's that dark that he's like you know may just never play then man like that's hard to swallow i might cry i might just start crying like yeah public. well i mean th- there is the chance that everyone else has been right and we've been wrong about all of this <laughs> about everything that's ever existed yeah god that'd be tough um, I don't know. I think I think I think if that was the case, then then Woj's article would have been more dramatic. If what was the case? If it was if it, if it was really like 
oh crap this is this is forever maybe yeah well maybe it is no i don't want to believe that <laughs> i don't want to i'm not going to do it um but yeah dario would be a decent kind of like i don't think he's going to miss the whole season yeah, it's just crazy the idea that he'll sit another full season a full season like another full season like if this injury is what they said this injury is then you give him time and it heals but two years of time just feels like you're you're almost going in the wrong direction like your body would start to atrophy what's been um what's what do i see going down the road oh look at that look it's the can it's 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 the can being kicked. The can, yeah. Everybody's can. The famous can. Yeah. Mm. Fuck. Um. All right. So Dario comes over. That'll be fun. If it happens, it happens. Um. We didn't talk about you know just to keep things a, a little bit lighter, but the Sixers Bucks Twitter war. I, we never got to that last week. Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah. You thought about it for a half second. Yeah. It. I thought. And it was assured to me by um, a, a gentleman that used to work for the Wells Fargo Center and now works for the Bucks that the Bucks Twitter thought it was funny. Twitter guy yeah. thought it was funny. Everybody thought it was funny. It, the only one that didn't think it was funny was the Philly.com guy who wrote it up. And then who was that guy? I don't know. I, I like I didn't recognize the name. And then and then tweeted it at somebody tweeted it at Scott O'Neill and Scott O'Neill just went into. You know, marketing guy. Apology mode, yeah. Apology mode. Just apologize right away, which is, you know, which is what he did. And I don't think he should have. And it, it wasn't really even a thing, I don't it think. Was, it, was, it, it wasn't a thing. Like, yeah. It was the least thing that's ever existed. Yeah. It and, and it's like, well, we, we messed up. It's like, what? I don't under. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything mean. You're not like insulting like no. anybody. It's just, hey, it's, we won. Yeah. It's sports trash talk. That's it's all sports it trash talk. It's yeah. like bare, It's like light sports trash talk, like very light sports trash talk. And if there was ever a, an opportunity to turn it into a gun emoji and an animal emoji, the fact that you that were talking time. about the Bucks, I mean, there it was. It was right there. there, there, right, there was, right in front of you. Yeah, there was some sort of Bambi emoji. I'm sure they could have come up with yeah. to make it inappropriate, but they didn't. Sure, sure. You know, I wish they had come up with a gun emoji and a and a buck emoji. Yeah, let's get let's really start spitting fire at people. <laughs> um, what about the the Wells Fargo Center just becoming the center? Oh, there's that too. I had that on my list. Well, I yeah. think I think I had suggested that before that 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 the problem was that they weren't getting any money from Wells Fargo Center, and that's why Scott O'Neill wasn't using the name like weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, well, it's just business. I don't, I don't understand the people that are confused by it or think it's a bad look. I don't think it's a bad look. I think it's, it's business. Why would they say Wells Fargo Center all the time if they're not getting any money from Wells Fargo? Do yeah, you, are they, are they going to get, are they going to take it off the side of the building? No, <laughs> they can't do that. It's they not. It's, no, it's not their building. It, it's, it's. Um, I mean, it's Comcast Spectac- Spectacor's building. I, uh-huh. This is more just how how they're referencing it. Like the the thing that's confusing, and Mike Bauman was like, "Wait a minute, why are why are we using any of the um, corporate names for anything?" And I guess my point was just for ease of, if you just use the center, I don't know if they're playing at the Susquehanna Bank Center or the Wells Fargo <laughs> Center, or like, sure. you know what I mean. Um, so. It's not even a thing to me. They're not even going to talk about it. They're, the only time you're going to hear this is when, 
You know, actually, this will be interesting. It'll be interesting for the TV broadcast because it yeah, is my, says anything. Yeah. because it is my understanding that those that the way it works is that Tom McGinnis is a Sixers employee, like the radio is a Sixers employee, but the Comcast, the TV guys are Comcast Sportsnet employees. So it'll be not Sixers employees. So it'll be interesting, I think, to see how they handle it. Yeah. But this, again, a big thing that isn't a real thing. Don't say the name. You're not getting any money. Don't say the name. Yeah. Um, and Goldstein, our friend, um, pitched in an email that they call it Spectrum 2. <laughs> that's, that's what it was supposed to be called back in the day. When, when, the, yeah. when, when the plans originally went up for the Wells Fargo Center, it was originally going to be called Spectrum 2. I believe those plans were called Spectrum 2 at one point. I like that. Yeah. That would have that been nice. That would have felt nice. Yeah, I think we should. I'm in. I won't call it that. I don't care. I think the the only um, the only thing that this I, I've long suggested that they are going to make a push for a a new for a new venue, and that this will mean a threat of a Camden venue. And this just I think is more support for that theory. I think there's definitely a chance that like in the next three to four years that that's nah, that would happened. suck. It's so, it's, you know, I don't live there, but it's so nice down there with Xfinity Live. That's the whole thing. Like having all of them together is a very cool Philadelphia thing, and moving out just feels like a waste of time. Yeah, I guess I don't care that much because I don't, I don't go out or anything. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's not, it's no further. Like if you're talking about distance, it's, if you live in Center City, it's actually, you know, or the Northeast or something. I, I don't think it's any, it's no, it's no further away if it's right across the water. It's just a little more annoying, I guess. But getting out of, you know, a full parking lot down in South Philly is no easy task either, as uh, as my mom found out for the Taylor Swift concert this weekend. So <laughs> Great. Um, all right, what's up in, uh, I feel sort of just like half-assing this because of yeah. the Embiid stuff, but yeah. What's up in the uh, in the world of Spike Esk and YouTubing prospects? Nothing. Nothing new. No, do you, no. do you, are you connected to the internet, or is this? No, I mean, yeah. Are we, I'm are we just like doing again. this? How are we skyping? I'm just through your phone. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're connected through the internet. That's I great. Just, I, I, um, my, my, I'm telling you, my life this week is <laughs> everything is on pause. Everything is on pause. I, bro, I can't even turn on my air conditioner. Oh, buddy! It's ninety-five degrees. That's rough. That's rough. It's really nice. It's really nice in LA. It's very like temperate. You should come out here and hang out. Go to hell, man. Um, it's been a bad week, I think, for everyone. It yeah. just felt there's something in the world that we felt, and just talking to people that like this week was a weird week. Maybe, um, you know, Mercury retrograde, something like that. I don't know if you buy in or not, but. Uh, but I think that I think that there's a bad week, and I, and I have higher hopes for next week. I'm, I think we're gonna things are gonna start turning around. I sure hope so. It'll start with me getting my air conditioner fixed. That would be that. That would be everybody's hope. I think. You know who who is actually having a good week is Andre Iguodala. Is um, so if the NBA Finals ended right now, uh, there would not yeah. be a champion. But but <laughs> which would be interesting. I think yeah. that I'd be a lot of fun. I think. But if they ended right now and the Warriors won, right? Like, let's say they just say the Warriors won. Would LeBron be the MVP or would Iguodala be the MVP? Who do you think would win? I mean, if the if the Warriors win the series? Yeah. 
it'd be such it'd be so shitty if you if the Warriors win and LeBron gets MVP. That feels just really shitty to me. But I I can't imagine people coming together and deciding Iguodala should be MVP. I feel like they just wouldn't do it because they're assholes and they don't value defense. Well, but and he's hitting shots now too. He's hitting shots also, but like yeah. you know, he's he's averaging what like fourteen a game. Yeah. Right. Um. But they, they can't give it to anybody else on the Warriors right now, right? I mean, there, there's no one else on the Warriors you could give it to right now. In in like if you're you can't give it to Curry, you can't give it to Clay Thompson, you can't give it to Draymond Green. There's literally no one else on the Warriors you could give it to but Iguodala if you had to give it to somebody on the Warriors, right? Do you do you? Well, here's the thing: when you're when you're um when you're looking at uh, MVP. Do you do you look at the full playoffs body of work or just the finals? No, I would say just the finals. Okay. Because yeah. I mean, like Iguodala is averaging less than ten points per game in the playoffs, so like, I think they might still give it to Curry just because it's like, hey, Steph Curry, and like especially if they have if he has like a very good game. Yeah, I mean, I thought Kawhi Leonard last year won it on the finals. Like, I don't think there was any. I didn't get the sense that they were bringing any other you know, series into it other than the finals. Yeah. When, when he won last year. I, I I gotta tell you, I really hope this happens. I really hope the Iguodala, I would love it, dude. Yeah. I would fucking love it. I and mean, he's he's playing out of his mind, but also he's playing the way he's been playing for eight years. Yeah. Like he's he's great. He's always been great. And I tweeted that he deserved more money from the Sixers for being great. <laughs> well, they'll save money on Embiid's next contract. Yeah, for sure. That's what they're looking at, I think. Um, <laughs> I would love it if Andre won. I would love it if Andre won. And just to see how people... I mean, people would take that. People are going to spin whatever they want to spin. But people would be like, well, you know, typical Philadelphia thing. The guys get better when they leave here. And it's like, no, you guys... He's great. He's always been great. Just because he's not a number one option on a championship team doesn't mean he's not a tremendous player and and doesn't deserve every penny of the contracts he's gotten. Yeah, he's he he's no better now than he was when he was here. He's the same. He just has to do less, which means he gets in. You know, more of his shots are open. He takes less uh, because he ha- he he can. He takes less. Um, there's less of the offense just. You know, with him trying to get his own shot, he's he's always been. Well, I don't know if the numbers support it, but his three point shooting when he's open and feet are set, he's yeah. always been a pretty decent shooter in that. Respect. Always good in the catch and shoot. I yeah. remember the first summer league I went to, uh, when when Jordan Sams and I uh, saw Ed Stefanski in the crowd, and we went up and talked to him, and like asked him a bunch of questions that he didn't want to answer. He was working for the Raptors at that point. Um, I asked him about like Iguodala, and I I remember me and Jordan were trying to kind of giving him the riot act a little bit, being like, "So what's this? Why about this? What is this?" And I was like, "Well, Iguodala was was really good from the catch and shoot. And he shot thirty nine percent last year." And I like gave Ed a lifeline, and he was like, "Yeah." So I mean, I couldn't have done anything more. He shot better. He should have done. It was just Stefanski was an idiot. I I really liked him when he, when he was first here, and he's an idiot. He was not not good at his job. Yeah, nice guy. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. Uh, Eddie the Shot is a good nickname. He was a he's a good um, 
good color commentator too when he would sit in on uh he sat in for a couple of times yeah on the game yeah. i feel like he knows basketball pretty well too i don't know yeah general, but that doesn't mean anything yeah, you general, know when you're trying to build a team that's yeah doesn't yeah, really yeah. Mean. no i'm just saying general managers like a very hard specific skill i think you know i think i think i'd be good at it spike Really, I, I don't. Think I, I, I think don't. I think I think I'd be really good I'm not, at it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I agree with that. But I think I'd be. Re- I think I'd be really, really good at it. And I think if someone's listening to this podcast wants to give me a shot, then I'd be willing to talk about it. All right, I gotta end the podcast. I gotta go fix my house. Well, I, pro- um, I can. I can promise everyone. So we have the draft is what like ten days away or something like that. Um, uh, something. Twelve days. Well, yeah. we'll do one right. We'll do one. In between, we have the, that scout guy we're going to get on. Um, we'll do one the day before, probably, and we'll do one the day after. And we'll do, you will be in, you know, we're not going to have any information in beat thing because neither of us get information like that. So just watch Woj's Twitter, I guess. I, you know, I, Hopefully I, we get a, something in two days where it's like, and yeah, back on track. Here's what I'll say. You can be worried and concerned, but just don't freak out yet. Just don't freak out yet. The, like it didn't read like a freak out thing to me. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, and people – I think the, the line about like – and they don't – they're consulting doctors about like possible surgery. That's the thing where you're like, oh, fuck, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, um, yeah, I would agree that like there's a very sky is falling. Anything can set people off to be like, well, there we go. Of course, that's how it happens. It's over. Well, and – and what I'll say too is that is and by the way, Woj says it's still premature to speculate on the possibility of another surgical procedure. So it's like it's very cautious. Woj's piece is very cautious. Here's the last thing I'll say about freaking out: is that if you freak out, like you're not allowed to, and then it turns out he's fine, you can't go back and like rip all the people. That are for freaking out. Yeah. For, yeah. Not, and not even like the fans, but like the other people, like the told you so people. You can't the only way that you win the war with the told you so's is by is by staying sort of reasonable. Because yeah. otherwise, like you you're doing the same thing the told you so's are doing. You just have a different they're happy about it and you're sad, but that's the only difference, you know? Like yeah. you're, you're you're taking the same tact. So just not quite yet. Don't freak also, out. Also, we didn't we didn't talk about this, but people flipped the shit out. About D'Angelo Russell canceling his workout. Oh yeah, he was he was sick, you guys. Like, yeah. it's not he was sick. Like that's it. That's the end of it. Like people yeah. are like, no one wants to work out for the Sixers. It's like, what are you talking about? If he, if D'Angelo Russell could go to the Knicks or the Sixers and get more money at three than at four, he would choose the Sixers. Yes, it's absolutely. not close. Yeah. And look, Zach Levine didn't want to go to the Timberwolves, and you know where who he's playing for right now? The Timberwolves. See, yeah. here's the thing. They don't have a choice. Like, yeah. it, it's not – he's which not is, Which is a separate yeah. issue that I need, think we need to bring Mike Bauman on for when we talk about the indentured servitude of of very well-paid professional athletes. Uh, why? Does he against it, or is he – I think there's the idea of, like, they don't have a choice but to go to the city where they're going to do – I don't know. It's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, well, I'd uh, love to get him on when we're trying to fill time in. Uh, yeah, we got. We can do that. Yeah. Uh, more like philosophical basketball. That sounds great. Yeah. It sounds sounds like sounds like August to me. So <laughs> it does. It really does. All right. I gotta wrap this up. No jigsaw again. No, I don't. I don't have the music. I don't have the music. We'll we'll do yeah. an. And you know what else we'll do in August? An all jigsaw Ricky to make no up for all will, the time. And no one will listen. No yeah. one will. No one will give. <laughs> That's any not shit. true. That's not true. That's not true. People would like an all jigsaw Ricky. Some people would hate it, but some people would love it. Okay. All right. I'm done. 
All right, buddy. Hey, good yeah. luck this week. I hope Thank for you. a bounce back week for everybody. Yeah, including me. That's the one I hope for the most. Love you, man. All right, see you.